Please get Are we recording? Yep. Can you pick check check test one two? Picture of you. Test one two. Boom picture. Patrick Patrick sucks. What? That's so mean. Patrick sucks twenty two. That's my that's my Gmail password. No no no, you guys can talk. Stay silent. Silence is golden. No. All right. Hey everybody, welcome. If we're gonna be recording, we need to address the audience. Who? The people on the other side of the... On my phone? I don't like how you're, we just touched. <laughs> it felt... Best friends. It felt intimate in a way, in a way that I feel... You as and it, me are reclining a table in a lower room. We're exactly like Jesus. We're not being held at gunpoint right now. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell from There's the way that we're... There's behind the camera with, yeah. the, with the, the gun. Tell them where we are. Tell them so we're, we're in the Holy Land. Woo! Hey, guys. Yeah, and with all of our friends are off screen, I promise. <laughs> Anna just um, walked in. She's late. Anna has gone. That's embarrassing. Um, large, 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 <laughs> large gossip line. Uh, yeah, so we uh, we are in the Holy Land. We're in the we're Holy on, Land. We're on pilgrimage in the Holy Land. We're at the Ron Beach Hotel. Yeah. So if you're gonna send, if you're, so if you're in a surveillance blimp, that's where you can find us. We guys, hey, I gotta tell them, guys. We saw this blimp today. <laughs> I just pushed a button. Did I change something? No, you're good. I, we saw this blimp today. I think that's what they do, like the Iron Dome. Have you heard about this? No. So Israel has an air defense system called mm-hmm. the Iron Dome. Okay. Wherein, if you are to fire uh, ground missiles mm-hmm. at at Israel, mm-hmm. they have sensors that track the missiles and that fires up missiles to intercept ah, yeah. all the other ones. So it kind of creates... Like a dome. Like a dome, yeah. right? But it's not actually a dome. No. And so I wonder if that balloon is connected to the Iron Dome. I would not be surprised. Yeah, it's they're very technologically advanced here, but only in some aspects. <laughs> in other aspects, like what's, I I have a question. Then what's like what's like the most uh, what's the most like surprising amenity that you're like I didn't know that I was gonna miss that. I'm I'm oh that I was that I would miss from yeah. America. Yeah. Um. I don't. I feel like I've got everything. The Wi-Fi slow. That's true. But that's true at my house also. That's true. <laughs> so there's nothing new there. That's the truth. Yeah. Um, the bidet shoots only at my right butt cheek. So it doesn't really... <laughs> it, it doesn't really... Dude, mine too. It doesn't really... <laughs> and I'm like, I've thought about thing. getting in there and like trying to readjust it, but then it's like, is that weird? <laughs> I don't they know. said it was sanitized, but I don't really believe them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, must be a cultural thing. Because mine be. only shoots to the right, too. Yeah. 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 Anyway. In, in America, it's straight, down, straight the down the middle. Eisenhower Eisenhower conservatives, those bidets. Right. Right down the middle right. of the road. It's like the freaking highway project there. <laughs> you, could land a, you could land a B-52 on, the, on that bidet. So, speaking it's of, straight. We, we also need to introduce our guests. Should we? Yeah. So our this <laughs> is having a good time. So my friend and so my friend and yours, Father Adam Potter from the Diocese of Pittsburgh, is accompanying us on this trip. I'm gonna detach he's this. He's a very mic. he's a very good and holy man, and he's patient, patiently waiting for us to introduce him on the podcast. I thought we were just gonna gaff for like 15 minutes before we started. Before we even started, <laughs> we just before we addressed the, the, the big bearded man in the room. <laughs> Father Father Adam Potter, please say hello. Thank you for being here. Hold the mic. I was going to let you hold it for me and yeah. serve me that way, well, but it's probably easier to <laughs> awkwardly <laughs> leaning in. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Really yeah. Glad to, happy to be with you. That was yeah. a glappy. Yeah. Glad and happy. You've been, um, happy so be you've been to the Holy Land before. I've been able to be to the Holy Land before. How many times? Just once or twice? Twice before. Wow. So this is like, you've like seen all this. 
I've seen a lot of this. Yeah. We are going to Jericho, and I've never been there before. So That's I'm cool. Kind of excited. I'm excited to for Jericho. Do a surprise march around the city and see yeah, what happens. Yeah, see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna Poor make a second whaling city. wall. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Can I say that here? Well, what'd, you, what'd you say about the whaling wall? I said we're gonna, we're gonna knock Jericho down, and make a second one. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> That's not good. They're already sad. Yeah, true. these people. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. So what we decided to do to introduce what we're doing, um, we decided this is this is this is on our main feed. This is on our YouTube channel. Yeah. So this is on the main show. We're we're this is a pilgrimage to the Holy Land that we've been organizing for like a year or so. And uh, well, we're finally here. Yeah, someone else has been organizing. We, we have an organized piddly squat, <laughs> to be fair. We, we freaked out for a year and a half, and they, and they did it for us. But we thought that, you know, most of our patrons, a lot of people here are patrons. A lot of people here are, like, listeners. A couple, a couple odd ones out that were just like, I'll go to a Holy Land trip. And, uh, yeah, we, uh, we decided that we were going to make a virtual pilgrimage yeah, for our for patrons. For you. Yeah, for you guys. So we're going to talk about what we did today. And then for the rest of the week, we're going to gather together in our lower room, all of us. Yeah. All the hundreds of us that are here on this pilgrimage. Yes. Such a large, so much noise. And uh, we're going to recap our day, talk about what we did, and interview one of the people that is on our pilgrimage. So it's like you're here with us. Yeah. And you can gain access to spiritual experiences with money. Yeah. Like the church always intended. Nail that on your Wittenberg Cathedral and smoke it. All right. So this one's going up for free for everybody. But if you want all of the other pilgrimage experiences where we talk about when we go to Jerusalem, when we talk about where we go to, we're going to Capernaum tomorrow, uh-huh. we're going to go to Bethlehem, yeah. we're going to go to... You name it, we're going. You name it, you're going to it. So oh, yeah. today we're going to talk about what we did today. And uh, if you want to hear the rest of the story, patreon.com slash the crunch, $10 a month and up, we'll get you yeah. everything you could ever want forever. And if you're here watching on Patreon... You Welcome. already know what's up. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Uh, what do you What do you think? Day. So we traveled for like two days. Yeah, it took a very long time to get here, and uh, I <laughs> just chime whatever you want. I uh, I had never been overseas before, and neither had Ethan. I was surprised at how fast the flights went. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. I was, I was, about, to, I was about to say you're you're ludicrous right now. Oh my gosh! I, what were you what were, what were you doing? Maybe I was watching movie and sleeping. Yeah. Maybe, but I, I was also reading. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I uh, What were you re- What were you reading? I was reading. I was reading the space trilogy. C.S. Lewis uh, space trilogy. Nice. Yeah. No way. Can we do another podcast on that one? Yes, we could. That'd be awesome. That'd be fun. Leave? Yes. That, let's do a podcast. You can leave I'm, him out. He doesn't want to do it. You want to start right now? He's not going to want to do it. <laughs> I love it. I do. I liked, I read that book before you. Really? Yes. That's cool. But you never talk, You want, never wanted to talk to me about it. I don't want to talk to you about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can. The, the mic will pick us up if we hold it here. What do you mean? <laughs> We're fine. We're fine. All right. I'll leave it. Thanks. I'll leave it here. So I think... Um, what we'll do is we'll talk. We'll, we'll have. We'll I was just wanting to know about your travel. And so oh, you said travel. the planes went fast. We thought that the planes were slow. Ethan made friends on the plane. I did. I met a, I met a fellow named John who works at the Olympics. Or he works at like the rafting center in England that was used for the Olympics. So they built this whitewater rafting thing for the Olympics. And now he works there and manages it. That's crazy. Um, and he was visiting America for a posh wedding, as he says. A posh wedding. Yeah. Uh, so we bonded over how we're both not rich. And so we talked about yeah. like things that rich people do. And he told me to come visit him, 
when I come to, to the UK. Wow. I know, so it's nice. That's funny. So are we leaving you in London then? What? Are we leaving you in London? I wish. We spent no time in London. We spent an hour and a half. Contrary to our Sunday episode that came out a week before this will come out, where we made a whole plan about all we the were, things we, we were going to like, do in we London. We were going to like, try on the Buckingham Palace hats, and we were going to like, march yeah. around. Yeah. We were going to go venerate the deceased body of the queen. Or something, I don't know. We were going to like... We were gonna we were gonna change the clock so that it said like a different time. So Climb up the tower of Big Ben. Uh-huh. <laughs> we were gonna make Big Ben say 420. Yeah. That, was <laughs> that was my plan. <laughs> I forgot that we were gonna do that. I didn't say that. But then we only spent like three seconds in London. We were it was kind of stressful. We passed right through. We yeah, did no time at all. I know you you keeping us calm with the Angelus, I think was a big a big relief. That big. Everyone. That was I big was, for me. I don't know anybody else. Like, that was yeah. uh, mutually a prayer of Thanksgiving that we landed in the in the UK and yeah. just to like help us. We just had a whole nother leg after that, almost five hours to get to Tel Aviv. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was yeah. Wild. But but then we made it. So it was like we left super early, like all day travel on the nineteenth, pretty much all day travel on the twentieth. Because once we landed in Tel Aviv, we met Gabriel yeah. in the airport, and he was around for a second. <laughs> he, he was like a magical. He's like a character in like a Christopher Nolan movie that shows up to like introduce the main character to like the secret underground world, and then disappears for the rest of the movie. You know, he got us. He got us out of the airport quicker than I thought we were going to. We skipped. We just straight up. We skipped. Cut yeah, and say that real loud. He, <laughs> I don't want to scream that. How many people do you think at the Ron Beach Hotel care that they we, have a surveillance blimp? What do you think? <laughs> but not in the hotel. <laughs> We're deep under these cinder block walls. We are. They can't find us here. But he basically just like walked through and he just spoke a couple of words of Hebrew to the few people. And then they just he's, waved us through. We, we, we play the replay. He just says poker toe. <laughs> that means good morning. I learned how to say good morning in Hebrew, and our very attractive tour guide bullied me for it. <laughs> he is kind of attractive. He is kind of... Dude, one thing I you, to gender the person before you guys got scandalized. One, things, <laughs> one things you guys are missing out on if you're not on this pilgrimage is our very attractive tour guide. Every time he looks at me, I kind of blush. Like, oh my not, gosh. I'm not be, it's not like a weird thing, but like I kind of... It's, I'm intimidated. Yeah. You know? He's, he's well-dressed. He's from, he's from Nazareth, and I'm like, if you look like that, Jesus must have, you know... Right. Yeah. <laughs> must have been an attractive fella. What? So then we landed in Tel Aviv, and we we made our way to we made our way to the hotel. That was a good joke, Bob. We made our way to the hotel. No, what'd she say? She said, "Oh, I guess something good must come out of Nazareth." Ah, that was clap, claps for mom. My mom's here. Hey, mom. Everyone say hi to Della. Your dad is like what? Dad's watching the camera. So we made it to the hotel. Uh, it was a late night last night, but today, yeah. we should talk about today. So you have notes. What did we do today? And I want to hear from both of you, because you probably had a different experience than we did being a priest Same. and what all. So Yeah, so we today we went to the mountain, Mount Tavor. 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 Not Mount Tabor, you freaking Tabor. American. <laughs> I went to Mount Tabor. I'm going to Mount Tabor. Picked up some mashed potatoes. Got some PBR at the top. Crushed it. <laughs> Six pound thing. And I'm drinking. <laughs> so I was transfigured that day too. Ah, sorry. Uh, so Mount Tabor is where the transfiguration happened. Mm-hmm. And um, 
Let me tell you. Let me tell you. That was not. That was not. A, that would not have been a short hike. I'll tell you that no, much. We drove up. I got car sick on the way down. I was like, holy cow. Yeah. It's steep. A side note that everyone at home needs to know is that every five minutes, Patrick goes, I have a headache. <laughs> That's kind of been a theme of the trip so Oh, man. Far. Since this morning. Tell them about the can of wine that you drink. <laughs> I asked for a wine on the plane. And first of all, wine on the plane was free, so there's that. That was crazy. Yeah, I saw Father. Fashion. I saw Father drinking a beer, and I was like, "Oh, Father's shelling out some dough on the plane." But it was free. But it was free. Did you I know, know the that? secrets. I know the secret, of course. Yeah. Dang. So I, you tell me. <laughs> Sorry. I had I had wine with dinner, and then I asked for another one because I was like, "Oh, why not?" And it was like it was two hours later, right? Yeah. And so uh, they they handed me handed me two cans of, of wine. wine, and I was like, "Well, I'm only gonna drink one," and so I put the other one in my bag. It was bag. a Malbec. Sorry. Uh-huh. Yeah, Malbec. I wasn't correcting your pronunciation. Patrick said it was the type of wine. Oh, yeah. Cool. So it was a Malbec. I said two Malbecs, please, Governor, and he gave it to me. Oh, it! It was a British wine. And uh, and so I say I was gonna save one for when we were on the Golden Girl, the name of our second plane. It had a it had a it had a busty lady on painted on the nose of the plane. Right there, it's not. Yeah, and then the and then the flight attendant was like, "Welcome to the Golden Girl." Like she was ashamed to say what the name of the plane was. Fuck, because the seats were like from the eighties. Oh, dude, those were uncomfortable. But but yeah, so I got a second. I got a second wine because I was like, "I'll just have it on the on the flight." It's gonna be like one o'clock in the morning my time. And uh, but it was eight a.m. London time, and we're going through. We're going through there. We have to go through security again. Right. And so I was like, oh no, I have a oh, liquid. No. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> I have a big old liquid. I have a big old liquid. And I'm like, I was like, oh hey, I forgot I had this. Like, can you guys just toss it? And she goes, well, you could down it. And I'm like, it's alcoholic, <laughs> ma'am. And she goes, well. And then You're I. so free over there. And then I moved on because I was like, maybe that guy will have a trash can. And I was like, hey, can you toss it? He's like, oh, you can just drink it. It's pretty small. I was like, yeah, it's alcoholic. And he's like, if I was you, I'd just down it. And I was like, well, cheers. <laughs> and I downed it. And honestly, nothing happened except I have had a headache. Except for this lingering headache that won't go away. <laughs> so maybe. Yeah, a three day hangover. Uh-huh. <laughs> from We've all been there. He's been hungover for three yeah. years. And all I could think of was, all I could think of was, Sirs, we are not drunk, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. That's true. That's like the Acts of the Apostles. Yeah, Acts of the Apostles. Yes. That happened around here. It did. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. I didn't think about Around that. these parts. I was just thinking about the Gospels. I didn't think about what comes after. I know. Not too many people do. So we were on the yeah. Mount Tavor. Mount Tavor. Mount Tavor. Yep. And so we yeah. were going to talk about so it. So the Church of Transfiguration, uh, we, we went there, and it was like... It was the first uh, site that we went to, and yeah. so it was like we we got here. It was Sea of Galilee. It was beautiful, like a lot of natural beauty. But it was the first. Uh, it was the first man-made beauty that we saw on the trip, mm-hmm. and it was like I was like, wow, this is this is crazy. And it was just like it was hard to take it all in. So I was like, I can't believe we're here. Mm-hmm. The whole thing, I kept saying, I can't believe we're here. It's just wild. What was your experience? Because if you've been there before, right? I've Have been you said, there before? You said master before. No, said master before. Okay, so what yeah. was it like coming back? Was it like, oh, it's Transfiguration? Like, not a big deal? Or was it... I don't think any of the, these places are like that. Like, every time I'm like... You're, it's new I'm able you? to come back. Yeah, That's I'm just crazy. like... Yeah, so grateful for it all. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, how do we describe for everybody that... I mean, in the Gospels, it's very ambiguous. First of all, what mountain it is at all. We know that only through tradition. Like, oh, really? hundreds of years later, they're like, nope, it was definitely Mount Tabor. 
But then the other thing that's ambiguous in the gospel account is just like, and they climbed a mountain. You're like, oh, it's oh, like a little hill, like okay. a little <laughs> little this getaway. I mean, pretty big mountain. This is a couple hundred climb foot climb feet. How do you say that? A couple hundred foot climb. And um, yeah, that probably would have taken hours. My first time that I was here, I did get a chance to climb with, my other, with my other seminary and classmates. How long did it take you? Hours? Uh, it probably took about three hours. Wow. Yeah. Were there like stairs? Were you following the roads? Like, how were you? Well, so here's the, here's the thing. You could go by the road or you could go off-roading. You off-roaded. And I, of course, off-roaded. Yeah. I was, yeah. yes, yeah. loving it. Bounding like a gazelle with my six foot five long legs. <laughs> and uh, yeah, working with my other friends just to, to climb up. Because like, Jesus didn't have a paved road to climb up. No, so I'm like, no. how did he get up? Even if he did, he wouldn't have used it. <laughs> Agreed, for sure. Shad behavior. Yes, the, yes, the rugged man that he is. Yeah. So um, the virgin road user versus the Chad <laughs> off-road walker. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so you did that. So I did that, and yeah. so to be to be at the top, I yeah. What's the cliche? Like it brings the scriptures to life, and so to like yeah. to the fifth gospel and all that. The, yeah. How do you like put that aside and to be able to like really appreciate to enter into like mm-hmm. we're here and to really appreciate. First of all, just we got to take a nice little bus ride up the top. But yeah. what would it have been like to kind of get to the top, like this adventure with the Lord? Maybe you just think like just climbing to the top and looking at the view is it. Like that's why he brought you up there. And then to be brought into like there's so much more that he has for me. Just kind of just like a great thing in terms of like the life of following the Lord. It's like you can mm-hmm. think that it's about this and that when you just like trustingly follow him, he has so much more. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting that they had real fire on the candles on the altar, but electric candles on the back. <laughs> Did you notice that? Uh, it was a little anachronistic. I like it. It was a little bit like, guys, we're at where the transfiguration happens. Yeah, let's see. Surely we can shell out for some candles. <laughs> we can have some, you know? You know? Like, I, what? I just didn't understand that. I liked it. It was funny. I would bet that in the Orthodox Church, they got real candles. Probably. You think they got electric rocking no. in there? No. 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 Probably not. But that was my gripe with it. Sure. You're like, I liked it, but, you know, except for those electric candles. Well, no, so it's just not, like, not well, and not to mention, I know that, I know that, uh, I know that Hanny said that it was an Illuminati, but like, <laughs> oh, come on. I'm not, no, I mean, I'm not saying that it is, but like, it's Hanny. He did. Hannikin Skywalker. Honey? Honey like Yanni. Yes, like but he said Hanny like Yanni, bro. He said Honey like Yanni. Honey like Yanni sounds like Yanni. 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 Like we do. Well, I don't know if he would be interested in this no. scene at all. I want to. I want. I want us. I want to hear us try to describe to him who English is his second language, not his first language, maybe even third. Yeah. Uh, it's your dating problems. Like that's what I wanted. I want us dating problems. Today I tried to describe the term nickel and dime to a non-native English speaker. T- no. Pick the other term that you tried to describe to someone today. Oh yeah. Word? You mean the word? The word when you went left from the pool. Oh, the ball. Ball. <laughs> so, today I tried to describe two things to a non-native English speaker. I don't know why you're laughing at me. You're the one who wanted a ball, like a little child. We wanted to play volleyball. Sure. So I go, I go up to the, I go up. They make me go up to the the the, the, the bartender 
at, at the hotel and ask if the hotel has like a ball for us to play with in the pool. And she goes, a what? They didn't have a ball so much that she didn't even know the English word for ball. <laughs> I had to describe to her what a ball was, and I was like, like this. And she was like, you want, like, a lot of beer? I was like, this? And I was like, no, like, a ball. And she was like, oh, no. <laughs> she knew the Spanish word for ball, because I tried Spanish, because a bunch of people here speak Spanish. Apparently. Why did they speak Spanish in Israel? I don't know. Because the Spaniards won. I don't know. The Spaniards won. That never set on their empire. Francisco Franco really knew what he was doing. He was Francisco Suarez really knew what he was doing. Anyway. Yes, yeah, so that was fun. Uh, so, Illuminati is where yeah. we were going. So there was, There's this there was triangle. Eye. This okay. So the church is really cool because it's set up like the three tents. Which I really liked. So it's Moses, Elijah, and then Jesus. And there's three different chapels. There's a Moses chapel, Elijah chapel, and a Jesus chapel. And in the Jesus chapel, there's three more chapels. And it's the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And in the Father one, there's a triangle with an eye in it. And our tour guide specifically went out of his way to say, oh, it's not Illuminati. Which I think is he a He probably plant. just gets that a lot. I think it's a plant. I think he's been told to say that. <laughs> by the Franciscans. No, the, the, symbol, was, the, symbol, the symbol was stolen. Do some research into what the Franciscans were up to in the 50s, and we'll, we'll talk. <laughs> oh my gosh. This church is older than the 50s. It was built, that one was built in 55, if I'm not 1955? Not, yes, 1955. I wouldn't say 55 for 1755. Okay. <laughs> that, that, that church was built in 1955. Yes, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I listened during the tour. I didn't. My experience was that it was it was crazy to like be where the Transfiguration was, and it's like, all right, time to go. Yeah. That was that was really hard because it's like we had mass and that was beautiful, and like I was trying to pray with all the things that you said and like all the things that I wanted to pray about, and then like I wanted to see it, and then it's like time to get on the bus. That was really hard. I appreciate that. Yeah, it would have been nice to have some more time to linger around. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad that we started with the Transfiguration because it seemed, like you mentioned this in your homily, that it's going to be like a theme of like, it's good that we're here. And then like the, Peter's reaction to the Transfiguration was like, hey, let's hang out. Like, let's, let's stay right here and we'll build a tent for you guys. We'll sleep outside. Like, we'll do whatever it takes to stay here. I was like, I kind of get that because it's like, I, I wanted to be here longer, but it wasn't like, it wasn't possible because we had to go, we had to go to Magdala. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. We had to go eat lunch. We did eat lunch. I had a fish. And so the guy, did you get fish? Can I tell my story? I, I would love, I didn't, yeah, I don't I, know what happened at your end of I the feel, table. I feel really bad. I may have been talking up just like how awesome it would be to get a fresh fish right out of the Sea of Galilee. You were just hyped about it. I was just hyped about it, the possibility, about the right. opportunity. Right. And so everyone around me ordered fish, and I was the last one, and I ordered a kebab. <laughs> Which kind of kind of set off some. I didn't do it intentionally. I was just like, "This is wow! What a cool so you, thing!" You just forgot you about all of your out. excitement. He he kebobbed out. I must he yeah. Out. <laughs> just bobbed right out. I yeah. Think and the kebab chance. was delicious. I'm sure there's got to be more places to eat fish. They had Certain. to eat fish at dinner, but it was it was filleted. So we ate a fish with its head on it. It was. It's prepared, yeah. It was whole and entire. Yeah. It's looking back at spirit, it. soul, and body. <laughs> <laughs> I did have a couple bones in me, more than the av the normal amount. A few more. I got, yeah. I got 206 now. Two hundred. Is it 208? I thought it was 206. It is 206, but you had 208. I had 208. <laughs> Sideways in my esophageal <laughs> tube. What happens if you swallow a fish bone? You're you die. Oh. 
How was how was the kebab? It was so good. Really? Yeah. What was so it was basically just barbecue? Like was it pork or what? I mean probably not pork. No, just a beef. Just yeah. a beef barbecue. Huh. Yep, beef on a stick. They took out and it was just yeah, perfectly tender. What was Easy the to knife through and no bones to pick up? Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 the head was not on anymore. <laughs> yeah. You got French fries? Did you get French fries? I got French fries. Oh, okay. uh, I thought the French fries were like a reward for getting through the fish. <laughs> I thought it was like, nope. you know, like, we well done, my good out. and faithful servant. Here is a French fry. <laughs> where, did the, where did the rumor start that the beer was a dollar? Who started that? Because I ordered a beer and then it was six dollars. So we we saw you order a beer and everyone was like, "Oh, it's a dollar! It's a dollar!" Maybe thought it was free. Father, Father Adam ordered a dollar beer. Oh, and then I was like, "I'll have a dollar." And the guy said forty-eight thousand shekels or whatever it was, and I had to pay him. That's it. That's it. Yeah, uh, he was trying to make change. Trying to make change. A tragic misunderstanding. <laughs> I thought you were telling fibs down there to try and seduce us all into purchasing beer. I can get them to order fish. I know. And then... the Israeli economy. They're going to bring San Pellegrino like a bunch of schlubs. <laughs> so you guys didn't get beers? I did. No. Oh, I did. I did. He got uh, San Pellegrino like a schlub. You're still hungover from your canned wine. He is. <laughs> nice wine. The nice wine. So then we went to Magdala. And I liked Magdala because my goddaughter's name is Magdalene, so I got to pray for her while we were there. So that was cool. And we learned about this synagogue. I didn't know about this synagogue situation. You hear about this? But they just... I thought, I thought that they excavated everything way back. Like when they pulled the Rosetta Stone out of that building. I thought that's when all that was going on, you know? Yeah. The 1800s, they were bored. The war hadn't happened yet. They, they didn't have much to do. They didn't have much to do, truly. They were building weapons, not using them. Yes, yeah. and so they were discovering lots of things. So I thought that's when all of this sort of got... Yeah. Discovered. No. Turns out 2009. Yeah, they That's found kind the, of they crazy. Found the old rock. They found they dug up a first century synagogue and you can just kind of see And it was 2 meters under the earth, which is crazy. Yeah, it's like 2000 years. It took 1000 years for a meter of dirt to go on top of this synagogue. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. It's also it's crazier to me that no one found it before yeah. then. No one dug a hole like for thousands of years. Thousands of years. No entrepreneuring young man was like, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna dig, dig a, a hole. hole. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the third century yeah. equivalent of I'm gonna start a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there he goes. Kids these, kids these days aren't they're like they're not digging holes anymore. Once every like forty years or so, so, people that were growing up in that area were like, "Don't build anything there; it's gonna flood." So like, don't ever build anything there. And the kids were like, "All right, cool, mom, not gonna do that." And then they just went somewhere else. So yeah. they never, they never like laid foundation over anything. It's weird. Yeah, and then we went to the Duke and Altum Spirituality Center. Yeah, I want to talk more about the rock they found. Like Which the oh, rock? the Temple Rock? Yeah. Yeah. What do you want to? What do you want to say I, about yeah, the rock? I'd love, love to break that open for have, everybody. Yeah, that'd be great. Have Father talk about yeah, the rock. I mean, can you start and I can fill in? Because he, like, and this is where Hani was just awesome and, like, yeah. can open all the symbols. Do you think then... with the AirPod in his ear he was getting fed information? Or do you think he has? <laughs> I sometimes wonder. I think he's just flexing on us. No, so, like, the, uh, the, um, <laughs> so the rock, 
I didn't realize what it was until right at the end of the presentation, and so I kind of backfilled everything. What? What are you symbolizing? What are you signaling to me? Oh, you think? You're the, oh, yeah, that's probably that's probably true. Uh, yeah. So they. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I didn't realize the symbolism of the rock until at the end of the presentation. I know what it was, but then it like it kind of filled in the gap. So it was a. That's fine. We're good. We're good. Thanks. Good looking out. So it was uh, in the synagogue and first century synagogue. They had this rock. I call it the gog. The gog. <laughs> Uh, continue. Okay. <laughs> Just, One of the kings of. I of, felt <laughs> I felt useless for a minute, so I wanted okay. to say something. <laughs> so. <laughs> Kelly, Kelly and I were talking about this. The synagogues were like a replacement for the temple because the temple would be destroyed. So like rabbinic Judaism replaced it with the synagogue, and they had in every synagogue this rock that was like a representation of the temple, and it was roughly the size of the temple, and it had all this temple imagery on roughly it. Roughly the size of the, like the dimensions. Roughly the dimensions like of, the yeah. Temple. It was, it's it only was, a model. Like that's <laughs> the size yeah. of the, each synagogue. <laughs> each synagogue has a temple that's like yeah. cubits, whatever. Um, yeah, so they had like this, this rock that was a symbol of the temple, and it had a bunch of like temple imagery on it. I thought mm. that was super cool, and I was mm. like, I was thinking about what it must be to be like a first century Jew, and thinking like, wow, like the 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 temple's gone and we need the temple and they start building it again mm. and you're like ooh the Messiah's gonna come because that's what back. you know and then being like super expectant that the Messiah might come like in your lifetime that's a really cool thing cool. Anyway, yeah, my, so you, my understanding though is that I mean there were synagogues while the temple was there too it wasn't just case. like a, a post destruction no, I right I thought it was a post destruction thing um, I thought it was a post second first temple thing when the first temple was destroyed after the first temple, okay, but yeah, but like, yeah, um, but they kept it up after the. But Herod's temple, that's there at the time of Jesus, and yeah, there are other synagogues that are there. Well, yeah. temple sacrifices are taking place, but it's cool because it's like it's all ordered and directed towards Jerusalem. So all of their prayers and stuff are all meant to like complement what's happening in the temple, which is why like then that representation there, yeah. that block is. This is like a mini temple. Yeah. Which I I think is interesting because like. God didn't want them to have multiple temples for a reason. Right. Because that, that, like, that was originally the plan, but then they fell again, and so he's like, no, localized worship only. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, it's interesting that they did that and that God was cool with it, in my opinion. I'm not going to say synagogues were wrong. Obviously, they're Synagogues wrong. are the Protestant churches of Judaism. Yeah. I think that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, just, it's like, they just get together and read from the book and talk about it. Yeah. This is like a replacement for the thing that we ought to be doing. Right. We'd yeah, like it's a really do. interesting comparison. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, I just thought of that. I didn't. That's, that's but it's also, but it's interesting that they, it's interesting they, <laughs> it's interesting that they continued after the temple was reestablished, because like they didn't need to anymore because the thing had arrived. Okay, I see what you're saying. So yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like a a pre a pre figuring what was going to happen with Christ, where it's like we want the temple to continue even though the new temple has arrived. Yeah. You know, like that that was the kind of like rabbinic attitude. Reformed temple. It was reformed. It was a temple. Yeah. <laughs> I also think that the the rock is interesting because it's uh, symbolic of the worship. So like it had the showbread, it had the olive branches or the olive leaves, it had the menorah, it had yeah. the it had the archways, and then the oil lamp, and then it had the what was on the back the um, the door, the door, right? Or like so it's like mm. all of these different things that are teaching you just like with how it's shaped about how the liturgical sacrifice goes. And I feel like that is correlated with like how a properly designed Catholic church is now, where it's yeah. like the baptismal font is at the front, and then the altar is set up in a certain way, and the pews are like the church is set up maybe in a cruciform pattern, and the crucifix is in a certain place, and it's like yeah. the tabernacle is, is where it is, and like 
how we like took that it's like that same concept of it being like a physical thing teaching us about how worship works is like still what we do now for like the churches that are properly de- oh, designed. And, and Hani pointed this you know out, I mean? and I was like, "This is crazy." He pointed out all the different things: the 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 vine and the gate and the light. And he was like, "Those are all correlated to like what John." That was cool. That I, was super. I've cool. never heard that. Like, I am the door. I am the gate. I am. That was that was cool. I wrote that was. Did one you know that? that? Right now. That. I have heard that before. Yeah. Wild. Free and loser. I mean, I think it's crazy. They have all these like they have all these things on the rock. That's like, and Jesus is like, "I'm that." They didn't know that he was gonna say that. It's just. It's cool. Yeah. Well, though, because you can imagine him in the synagogue pointing to it, be like, "That's, that's me. me." Yeah, I'm yeah. that, and then them being like, "We're gonna kill you." Yeah, <laughs> and be like, yeah, "You will actually." Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, you're right." The thing is, it's not gonna take. So it's amazing how much that that helps, though, right? I'm thinking about like Jesus talking about like, "I'm the vine, you are the branches," and we're just like, "Oh, that's really like." Neat, neat symbolism, but it's also temple symbolism that there was a vine that covered the entire door yeah. to go into where the sacrifice took place. I mean, all of that just like conjures up, yeah, sacrifice, communion, intimacy, and um, yeah, atonement. So, yeah. yeah, we miss that, but to know about the the temple, how it's constructed, and everything brings it to life. So we also talked about the salt and the light at Magdala. So that was interesting. So I was like, I don't know what the connection is. They said that Magdala was like the city of salt or something. In, yeah. in Hebrew, that's what it means. And what? Oh, they brought a bunch of fish. They preserved. Yeah. So Jesus gives this sermon, right? He's like, "You're salt of the earth. You're the light of the world." And Hani was talking about how like what they would do with salt. I I, I had heard this must be incorrect. Someone was like, "If salt loses its taste," and someone was like, "Salt can't lose its taste." Because blah blah. blah. I was like, oh, okay, interesting, whatever. But salt, they, they did say that you can only use the salt a couple of times, and once it once it was run out, it, they would put it in front of their door and just get walked over. Yeah. And I was like, I was thinking about the phrase, you are the salt of the earth, and it's like, that could go one of two ways, where it's like, you're the salt of the earth, and if salt loses its taste, which could happen, all it's going to do is get trampled over. Yeah. And I was thinking about how the church kind of gets trampled over now these days, and I wonder if that might be because we're kind of bad salt sometimes. But the other thing is, even if salt is functioning properly, if you put it in a field, the plants are going to die. So, like, salt salt is just not good to put on the ground. Sure, don't generally. put it on the ground. So the whole, the whole metaphor is confusing. Okay. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> so I, I guess I think what what honey was what 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 I let's go back to what you were saying because yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot there. Yeah, that's, it's that's, like, that's funny because that's an objection that the character Matthew gives to Jesus in the in the chosen about the sermon on that. He's like, yeah. they're gonna hear you say salt the earth, which was like would be like a reference to the Punic Wars, which I thought was an interesting commentary. I don't know anything about Punic Wars. Sorry that I threw you off. The they thought. salted the earth. The church is getting killing. destroyed. Yeah. So good. he was talking about like salt was used to preserve the fish, right? Salt was used to preserve this we're the salt of the earth we're supposed to preserve the earth like that's what we're here for is like yeah. we kind of we kind of keep it and grow it right and like not grow but like make sure it, it doesn't degrade and then when we don't do that the only thing it's worth is just being thrown on the ground you, it was useful it was useful to clean people's feet he was saying it was like people would like <laughs> scrape their feet on it to like get the gunk off their feet before they walk and into you know a what house. kind of gunk people had on their shoes back then <laughs> Manure. <laughs> yeah, indeed. So that's what we're. That's what the church is good for yeah. now is being a shit scraper. And I was. <laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking. Yeah, I was thinking about it because I was. I was thinking about like. I was thinking about what uh, Hans von Balthasar wrote this like tongue in cheek play. Apparently, the 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 the, uh, 
the theologians at the Second Vatican Council would write satirical plays about their ideological enemies. <laughs> Gosh, they're such nerds. I know. <laughs> and um, I'll play ping pong or something. And bon, bon I'll Balthazar, the rest of us. Von Balthazar wrote this one about uh, what we can only assume is Karl Rahner, and huh. and he uh, he was like talking about how like, the the priest was talking to like the worldly man, and he was like. Don't you understand? Like we're we're on your side. The Christians like we're on your side. We're here for revolution. We're here for liberation. We're here for like uh, humanitarianism. And the guy's like, well, you're you're too late. Like we already did it. So what are you useful for? Ooh. If you agree with us, then like why do we need you? Yeah. And it was like that 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 was coming to my mind because I was like, yeah, like if we're just of the world in like a general like therapeutic moralistic deism way, then like what's the point? There's we should none. just get tra- we're doing a bunch of extra stuff we don't need to do because he was like the, the the play the play ends with this like really devastating line where he's like we are the spirit of the french revolution and he's like yeah well the french revolution beat you to the punch mm-hmm. so what what are you useful for wow. that's just what i was thinking of wow i don't know why you've that, read this play yeah it was it's like a couple of pages it's not it's still not really a, impressive yeah and, yeah it's Patrick, um, Patrick, the type of guy to go to the Vatican Council and write a play. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they were playing ping pong in the side <laughs> chapels of the Vatican. Maybe. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts, Father, as a as a clergyman? As a clerk. Yeah, I just think about how we're just like uh, we've just lost so many things that make and set us apart as being Catholic. Like even our liturgy. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. Okay, sorry about that. Everything still sucks, even here, with our technology abilities. Father, you were saying about the church. Do you remember where you were? I remember precisely. Okay. (laughs) Um, I was going to steal an insight from Anthony Eslin. He gave, was giving this talk and relayed, or yeah, related the church to like the classic dragon at the end of The Hobbit or, mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's like, what's the dragon doing? Like, Hoarding. It's sitting on the gold. gold yeah. And it's like, what's it doing with it? It's like just sitting on it, making yeah. sure no one else can have it. Whoa. And, and Anthony Eslin's like, the church is kind of like that dragon right now. Like sitting on just a storehouse of incredible treasure. And it's like, oh, what about like this literature? What about this music? Like, nope, can't touch it. Like, what about this worship? What about this chance? Like, nope, can't touch it. And it's like, gosh, like we have so much to offer right now. And, yeah. and the things that we do touch it. is like the plastic money that's sitting, you know, <laughs> out in the hallway. The Marty Haugen plastic music, <laughs> you know. The David Haas, that type that's of right. stuff. Yeah. It's funny this is coming up because like I've, I've said this several times on uh-huh. our way on our way to it to the Holy Land, even in even starting in JFK, I was like, you could just tell when, like you could tell who's Jewish, you could tell who's Muslim, and you can't really tell who's Catholic unless they're a priest in uniform. You know what I mean? It's like it was a very specific. Even I, I got to Jerusalem and someone said, "You're a pastor," because you looked Orthodox, <laughs> and not Orthodox Catholic, like Orthodox Jew. Orthodox oh, Jew. Oh, wow. Wow. Shoot. Oh, wow. That's yeah. cool. The beard. I feel like the beard is yeah. finally yeah. being appreciated. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's me. <laughs> but yeah, so we, we don't have really like have it's any distinguishing features and even like even the, the distinguishing like religious orders, them distinguishing themselves as religious orders is falling out of style, if not almost entirely extinguished. And it's like I'm not saying that if like 
you know, people, if priests always were their clerics and, and nuns always wore habits, that the church would be saved, but it would at least, we would at least be that sign of contradiction we're supposed to be. We would be the light on the hill that's not easily hidden. It's like right now we're a city on a hill that has really great cloaking, so to speak. Here's something like about- Wakanda. <laughs> we're like Wakanda. For the viewers at home. Yeah, for, I'm balancing out your Hans or his von Balthasar reference with a Marvel reference. <laughs> Just trying to keep it something for everyone. You know what I mean? The everyman. This is the podcast. <laughs> this is the podcast. Um, okay, so I'm, I'm with you on a lot of... I will, just to like give a response, because I was remembering... There's some church father who talks about... One of the amazing things about Christians is that they're just out there. And they're not kind of like in your face, like I'm wearing this clothing. I'm wearing. It's like yeah, I remember this. It was like I think it was Ignatius of Antioch said this. I don't remember the full. That quote, sounds like the type I, of guy in the time period. Yeah, 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 just to say like how amazing that is that Christians are are just out there, and you can't tell who they are based on like how they talk or what they wear, but you can tell who they are by how they love. Yeah, it's supposed to be universal. Correct, and so. Um, yeah, but I think we can appreciate that and still have like distinct. Like, how about just even modesty right now? Oh yeah, I see that in a lot of the Jews, just like in the way they wear the men and the women alike. Like, there's just a distinctive. Yeah. I don't even know if it's like a a uniform that they're wearing, but like they're just intent on being modest. I'm like, yeah. oh, you're different, and we kind of have that opportunity too in a lot of ways. Mm. Yeah, I don't think that there's like a there's a lot of things that you can point to. And people do. It's like whatever their preference is, you know. Like if the priests would just wear cassocks, then we're good to go, you know. And if the women just covered their hair all the time and would talk to me and marry me, then we'd be good to go, you know. It's interesting. It's the the same kind of guy who says those things. Um, But I think it has to be, it's, I don't know, the only way that it feels like any of this can progress in any meaningful way. So I feel like the decline is evident like we have a there's a friend of ours in the discord who is self-conscious about the fact that he's always doom and gloom about the state of the church and it, because i think we're prone to be like more optimistic but i think it's like well i think i think we try to, we try not to avoid the doom and gloom because it's like you can point at the thing and say like oh this is going bad and this is going bad and the salt we're running out and we're outside and people are scraping on us and it's not good and like you can we're covered in manure. you can say that stuff over and over again and it feels good because it's like yeah this is happening this is really bad and it's a problem and, and i'm suffering from this and a lot of people are suffering from this so i've named it and all right and you can get a lot of people behind that yeah. this is how trump won the election in 2016. um <laughs> this is also how taylor marshall makes it look so the so the, I think the the counterpoint to that is is like we need to be able to acknowledge like yeah all this stuff is happening but also recognize that the response for a Christian is to do nothing other than just to fall more in love with God and become more virtuous you know like that's really the only that's the only thing in our control yeah and like be by doing that maybe God will put you in situations where you can affect more things but he probably won't you know <laughs> yeah. which is like the weird thing about like you said, like being a Christian is like, we're just kind of there and we just have to love, which feels dumb when like everything's falling apart. It's like, shouldn't I put out all these fires? And it's like, no, I probably should stop sinning. Maybe <laughs> it's the thing that I should do, yeah. you know? Which um. is a good addition because it's like, it is, it's our response is like, I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to love, I'm going to serve. But it's also repent, mm-hmm. like further repentance. And yeah. it's so interesting how, you know, Our Lady has, has come and really told us like, we need to pray and do penance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and I don't know when the last homily is you've heard on like doing penance or like even Lent's the time for like getting your act together or something like yeah no it's penance like yeah. yeah making reparation for not only my sins but because we're connected in the body like I can do reparation for the sins more broadly in the church mm-hmm. and so yeah yeah some of those devotions and fasting and sacrifices just go but I feel a like that's, that's a place like correct me if I'm wrong go for it but I feel like so many people are so far away from even being able to like approach that, you know, like I, I don't think someone who is spiritually in infancy should just start taking on reparations for other people's sins. I don't you know, that's necessarily true. Well, that's why I said, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <I'm gonna shout. laughs> I was thinking about this the other day because I was, I was having breakfast with someone who is not a Christian at all. And was, what? He was like, <laughs> I know, crazy. And he uh, he was very like, he was very anti, that reason I said he was very anti-Christian. Um, and he, uh, he, so he kind of said some things that were relatively blasphemous, you know, and I was just driving away and I was thinking about them and I was like, that must have hurt Mary to like hear yeah. that, you know, yeah. and it's like, sins are real, they hurt yeah. real people. And I was like, he's never going to say sorry for that, so like. I should, you know, like, yeah, I think he's, yeah, he's never, but like, I can, you know, on his behalf. And that's not something that takes, like, you know, hair shirts and, and kneeling on rice. It just right. took, it's kind of like, rosary, you know? I think about the term peasant's faith quite often. Yeah. Because I think that's some, because it's base, and I think it's something <laughs> that I need to have. You know, it's just like the simple ideal, like, divorced from all this knowledge about the faith yeah. that we have, where it's just like, oh, that probably hurt Mary's feelings. I should say sorry. Like, that's yeah. such a simple thing so to easy, be able yeah. to do that you don't have to be yeah. anything other than who you are. You don't have to have this whole, like, consoling the heart of Jesus philosophy theology right. where it's like, oh, he's technically still suffering in heaven, and so I should offer him reparations, and, like, that's all good, and, like, it's helpful. Yeah. But it's very, it was very, like, it was very real in that moment where I was like, oh, yeah that Mary's a real person, and if someone said that about my mom, I would be sad. Yeah. I would be blisteringly angry, but I'd also be sad. And, like, I would want to tell my mom and apologize for that person, you know? But to, to my point originally, yeah. do the, does the average Catholic even have that amount of faith? I don't think... I think, I think mm. that you could describe... I think you could couch that... I think the average Catholic has enough faith where if you gently explained to them they would kind of understand why yeah. what, how reparations work I agree but who's going to do that what we need to do is we need to get a bunch of people and put them through theology degrees sure. at a private <laughs> Christian university yeah. and then send them randomly to different parishes that can pay them a wage and uh-huh. then have them try and convince everyone at the parishes yeah <laughs> unfortunately it's I'm really wrong. hard <laughs> Or they need to listen to the French. Yeah, that's true. Ooh, I changed my answer. Send them this podcast. Oh, hold on. Obviously. I thought that was going to be a softball pitch. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on all that? It's a really good, um, I really, I really appreciate your, uh, anecdote. I think it goes a long way. Um, I don't know. I think about like Our Lady, when she came at Fatima, like these children were seven, eight, and 11 years old. They're so got... much smarter than me. <laughs> <laughs> they were little sugar kids. They were talk, talk about the peasants. <laughs> They're amazing. Yeah, I mean, like, they, they yeah. can get it. They're like, That's yeah, you, you intentionally accepting the sufferings, like, you can use those to be able to benefit the church and those mm-hmm. people who are suffering and even those who are, aren't being faithful or even souls in purgatory. Like, they got that. I guess 
that are married it show them the souls in purgatory and souls in hell so yeah. maybe that's the next level but um, well, I don't know maybe it's not you know you don't have to be anywhere to get that it's like a gift in a way which know. is faith yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and that is it is a gift so yeah I tend to think we sell our, our faithful short on what they can really get and, and take to heart um, yeah but kind of to your point about like this collective, whether it's like a way to distinguish us, there's also like what a difference it makes to know that oh, we're all doing penance together. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we're all abstaining from meat on Friday. Not anymore. But like, like, like we could, like we could all Some like. Some of us are eating kebabs on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> we, we could, we could all be doing this together. Yeah. Like that'd be so cool. Yeah. Um, and add just like a different dimension of, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm in this together. Right. Yeah, it's it's hard to think, like, it's, sometimes a lot of that stuff is a little, I don't know, kitschy or like, I don't know, Catholic thing of the week. You know, sometimes at the parish where it's like, we're all going to do this thing together. And it's just like the same people that do everything are going to do the thing. But to that point, it's like, if you just get one extra person to do that this year that didn't do it last year, whatever the thing is, the Lenten penance service or the... Whatever, it's like these things that crop up all the time that we kind of get numb to because we just do them all the time because we're at the parish, we hear about them, we did them when we were kids. Um, but it's like rebuilding that back up is a way to get back to that communal experience of penance, I think. So it's kind of like, I get so jaded. I'm only 27. And I get so jaded because, I, I don't know, those <laughs> things are just it's all the same, you know, and it's not going anywhere, but like it could go somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah well, eh, well, it happens. I think, really? jade, I think jadedness is an immature attitude. Thanks. I don't think it's an elder. I know. I think you're like, oh, I'm only 27, and it's I'm already jaded. But I think that like, I think I think that being jaded is an immature attitude. I think that when you get older and more mature, you're like a little more patient and understanding. So mature. <laughs> <laughs> sure your face looks amazing. Baby. Some people grow old and stay jaded. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like my, I think about my coworker Carol. She's a Carol. Carol. We decided that an opposite of a Karen is a Carol. Because everyone knows a Carol who's like this, like just so nice. so much light. Yeah, and and Carol is always like, she's she takes everything. She took everything in stride. She would like take gossip about her in the office, and she'd be like, "It's okay. They, you know, they're they're upset and they need to let it out." She's like very like patient. She, um, she had pancreatic cancer twice, two surgeries, and both times she was like, "It's my time." And she woke up. She's like, "Jesus, why didn't you take me?" You know, like she's just crazy. Like, Dang. It's you only have ridiculous. one pancreas. Yeah. So she got cancer on the same pancreas twice. Well, it does. It's a cancer's kind of like that, man. You know? I know. Yeah, but I didn't know if it was. I didn't know if there were two pancreases. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, there's only one. Right. What does it do? More opportunity. It produces. Yeah. Insulin. Yeah. It works. Sometimes mine doesn't. Sometimes. That's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I got. Cool. And then we went to the pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were unsuccessful. We raced. We did swimming races. We did a race. Ethan and I tied. Then Ethan won. Then Anna won. And then Yay. I won. Yeah. So I was. I peaked at 50 meters. That's where I was. I was king. And then everything after that, I started to yeah, fell off. <laughs> no. I saved the best wine for last. Yeah. And then you Ooh. all looked like you were gonna puke. Oh, I did. You did? I no, I didn't. Oh my god. I did look oh, okay. like I was gonna puke. I had to take someone's water. I don't know who's that was. It was it was Grace's water. I just look over and he's drinking. I'm like, yeah, I didn't ask. I was tomorrow morning. That was fun. That was fun. So, 
And then now we're here. Did it hit you that you were swimming in a pool by the Sea of Galilee? We got into the Sea of Galilee. There was a flag that said no, but the lifeguard was like, yeah, you can't. Dude, can I just say something? There's something about, like, the the ideal Mediterranean man that I am like, oh my gosh. I am seeing, like, this this lifeguard was, was in a Speedo. He was perfectly tan. He was smoking a cigarette. He was reading a book. He was not paying attention to anything. He was not guarding life at all. We like walk down to the sea where there's a black flag, which is like, don't swim. And then we're like, can we go down there? And he just kind of goes, like, he just kind of waves his hand. And then we all go swim for like 10 minutes. We come back up and then you were like, oh, he said not to swim. It's but like, but then he, later, he didn't do he it. He was I, swimming. In the <laughs> he was like doing laps. I was like, he was like, I want it. I was like, I, I wanted to ask him if he spoke English because I think he might not have spoken English. Yeah, yeah. sounds like there's a good chance. That's, that's so funny. He was listening into your conversation here. What were you talking about? What were you talking about that interested the thong man? <laughs> what were we? What were we about, about what? Oh, like oh, having children? Yeah, we're having a very deep conversation about about childbearing. I see. And you're all like young people, and he was like, Yeah, he was like, Why? He's like, That's crazy. He was expecting like Tel Aviv twenty year olds, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we all look like we're from Tel Aviv. <laughs> I'm sure Tel Aviv is an eclectic, smelting pot of a city. I. Don't think that it is. Not I think it might be. I, I think I think if you look at the demographics of Israel, it's gonna be pretty solidly one people, race of people. People go to other places, <laughs> sure, and visit. That's but not saying. to like live. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. The, the little Celine, the goat. Anyway. Anyway, so that was so that was good, and we swimming, and then we dinner, and then we podcast. Yeah. I think we we're I think we're way past time, probably. Oh no, we're about it. Sorry. We're gonna talk about the heat. Uh, that's, that's a given, you know? It's hot here. It Where, makes you go, this is the land God if, if Scott wore a hat, he wouldn't be as hot as he is. Scott Scott looks at me at dinner and he says, dude, today was so hot. I'm like, yeah, I mean, it was kind of hot. It wasn't that bad. He's like, yeah, I just don't have a hat. I'm like, well, of course it's hot. You're not, you're not shielding your skull. Dog. Yeah. So, we're gonna, so we're gonna try and do something like this every night. Might, uh, might not be as long. Might not be as many people because I don't know who's gonna want to come to this yeah. every night. Yeah, but we want to. Because we, we won't have this. Father Adam on every night. He's just like a one time. Yeah. You know. This Thanks is, for having me. This is the one. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to say before we close out this show? Um, you can say anything. Anything. Yeah. yeah. Kebab. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Wow. All right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Um, you know, if you're if you're watching this and you enjoyed it, we're gonna be doing more of these for our Patreon supporters. Go to Patreon.com/slash/TheCrunch and donate ten dollars a month or more, and you will get access to all of our Patreon episodes. You can also donate forty shekels a month or more. <laughs> that? That's the conversion. If you go to Patreon.co.ir, you can donate forty it's, shekels it's a month. IL. Is it IL? Yeah. Okay. Whatever. I, I did my Where's best. Real? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so if you don't, but if you can't donate $10 a month, I get it. The best thing you can do is leave a review and tell your friends about the podcast. Ethan, do you have anything else for the people? No, 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 Oh, wait, sorry, I forgot. This isn't the dating episode. But he got it right for the first time. That's true. What a waste. slash crunch discord. Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? I do not regret... My shoes. Oh. <laughs>
Uh, I love it. Put those strippers away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Say everyone. Thank you, everyone. Say please pray for us. We'll be praying for you. We'll see you all next week. <laughs>